Hey everyone, this is Kelsey Jo Hillis, photographer, entrepreneur, wife, mom, and recovering people pleaser. This is my podcast, Picturing Purpose, where I have transparent and meaningful conversations with people from all different walks of life. My hope with this podcast is that you find encouragement, lean on faith, and trust God's purpose for your life. So with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode of Picturing Purpose. Happy Wednesday! Today's episode is part two of my interview with Katrina. We hope this episode brings healing and awareness to others that have gone through sexual abuse. If you have any questions or would like to learn about resources for help, please email me at picturingpurposepodcast at gmail.com. I would love the opportunity to guide you in the right direction. Thank you all so much for your continued support with the podcast. Don't forget to share the podcast on your pages, send the show to your friends, and submit a five-star review with Apple Podcasts. We appreciate every single person who helps us spread the word. You can donate to the show by going to kelseyjoephotography.com slash picturingpurposepodcast. You can even set up reoccurring payments. Pledging $5 a month to the show can help us significantly. The show takes a lot of behind-the-scenes costs, but we know either way that God's hand is on this podcast, and it will serve its purpose. I hope you enjoy this episode. You know, for about five years, I have had this just huge push from God to to share my story. And I have like generalized anxiety disorder and and uh, social anxiety, and I'm just not good being in the people. spotlight. Yeah, yeah. Don't, and and you know, again, childhood trauma. Like I don't want people looking at me or judging me or like yeah, being in right. the spotlight. Uh, right. Even as a kid, like people singing happy birthday at parties. Oh, it's the oh. worst. And so you know, I'm going. Okay, God, you're no, you're you're not you're not being serious right now. Like you can't actually be asking me to stand up in front of people and say words that are yeah. personal to me. And so it tends to push people. To yes. Things like that. Yes. Yes. And I have, uh, I guess an, an odd relationship with God or Jesus. A lot of people are like, you know, father, he's a father figure. And I think because of my childhood yeah. trauma, that's just not, that's not who he is to me. He is my friend. He is my best friend. And when I talk to Jesus, we talk like friends. Yeah. And I argue with him and I fight with him <laughs> and he knows it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's okay. I think that's just, you know, if that's how you want to, because he is a friend. Well, and I just, my biggest thing, he meets you where you are. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, Actually, uh, the shack. The book. Um, when I was reading that, and you know that that he he uh, comes out as uh, the the African American woman and presents himself to the dad. I don't know if you've read the book. I haven't. Uh, but he, he Jesus is represented as a, a, a large black woman. Yeah. In, in the book, and it, it took me a minute. And I was like, wait, what? But it means so much because he explains. I appeared this way because I knew that you would accept me this way and that you would talk to me this way and then I could connect with you this way. Yeah. And so for me, it's like Jesus is whoever he yeah. needs to be for right. you in whatever moment you're in. And so, so good. there's no good there or there's no, there's no right or wrong way um, as long as you're good and you have that connection. And that's, that's all that matters. That's such a good thing to talk about because I think so many people struggle with the idea of, 
a father relationship because they always relate it to like their earthly father relationship. And so someone that, you know, has trust issues with their father, you know, they're going to have trust issues with God or someone that has maybe someone that always felt like they had to uh, achieve things in order to receive love from the earthly father. That's how they feel with God. It always correlates. It's so strange if you really think about it. So if you're listening, try and think about that. Like the way that you, the way that your relationship is with God, like what was your earthly, you know, uh, father like growing up? Uh, Cause they're probably very similar, but to have the option of saying God is my friend, even though we know subconsciously he's the father, he's God. He, I'm, you're my friend right now. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't acknowledge you as that right now. And he understands like, you know, who's all, yeah. Who knows 10, 15 years from now, you could be, have the capability to say father versus friend. There's no telling, but that's just so cool to me that he is so loving and he does want to meet you where you are. It's not about, you know, how you say it and what you do. I actually listened to something a while back. It's been a while, but I think it was a Mike Todd sermon actually. And he was talking about how his wife, you know, that song, uh, you're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. Uh, she, his wife struggles with that. He, like, she absolutely hates the song. She does not want to listen to it because she didn't have a good father. And she's like, why did everybody else have a good father? But I couldn't. So I don't want to think about my father. Um, I just want a relationship with God. I don't want to think about this. And it's just so crazy to look back and think about why our relationships are so different with God. And it's usually linked to how we were treated as children. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So... Anyways, arguing, arguing, fighting it like, no, yes. you can't actually want me to do that. And then actually uh, got introduced to your podcast because of <laughs> Holly O'Kelly, yeah. um, which I work with her husband. And then the adoption episode. Yes. yes. Yeah. And um, then uh, Matt Nowicki, you had him on yes. the atheist versus ex-atheist episode and i i know matt from leadership crawford county and for whatever reason and again didn't really necessarily have anything to do with my story but i was just completely triggered of like i need to reach out to her i need to reach out to her and of course then my brain automatically goes no that's weird (laughs) don't be weird why would you do that yeah um and then you know it was followed by uh the, the the marriage trauma story mm-hmm. and then by Casa. Yeah. And I was like <sighs> Okay. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I'll do it. And so I, I did. And I feel really good yeah. about it. I think, you know, and it, it's crazy that I did argue for so long because I have been so deeply affected by hearing other people's stories. Mm-hmm. I know that they're powerful. I know that they're meaningful. I know that it's important for people to know that other people experience things and that they they deal with things and that they're okay and that you can be okay too. That's right. That your trauma, whatever it may be, whenever it occurred, does not dictate your future. It doesn't limit your future. It doesn't determine who you are, who you're going to be. Uh, you can absolutely 
do anything and be anything and that it's okay to reach out to people. It's okay to talk about your story. And, you know, I know a lot of people don't tell their story because they're afraid that they won't be believed. And honestly, for me, if there are people in your life that don't believe you, then they don't need to be in your life. Right. That's probably a really big reason why people don't speak up about it because they could, I mean, technically, depending on how your family is, you could lose your entire family yeah. from speaking up. Absolutely. Um, that fear of losing people. It's like, well, let me just bury this so that, you know, I don't affect other people leaving me. But what you don't know is that God will always like shut those doors for you and open other doors for you. Cause there's no telling they may, they may receive it better than what you think yes. or he'll shut that door and give you more people and a new family. Amazing and, people yeah. that will be there and will help mm-hmm. you. And even though it's, it's scary to think of losing everything that, you know, yeah. what's on the other side of that is going to be amazing. And just knowing, you know, that he's got you and, uh, you know, just, Again, people will say, well, how how can God let these things happen? How does God allow these things to happen to kids or, or you know, allow, allow kids to be abused or allow kids to have cancer or, I mean, just any of those things. And it really gets people down on like, is God real? Because if it was real, why wouldn't he just solve all of these problems? But, you know, that opens up that we have free will and that mm. he agreed that we had free will. And so he can't necessarily stop those people from choosing those evil acts, um, but he can be there for them. And I do believe that Jesus was with me throughout my childhood, every single time that I was abused and was there to comfort me and help me and wants to use that evil to do good. And right. so, that's right. you know, who am I to to stop him from from using my story and 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 making good out of it and, and, and bringing good even in, in bad situations. That's good. What do you believe truly helped you overcome your past of child sex abuse? Definitely therapy, lots and lots of therapy and, and, and Jesus, um, just falling on, on him and just letting him, Carry the burden. Carry it and yeah. deal with it so that I I could kind of release some of that. Again, you know, I started therapy. It was like 2011 or something. And I, you know, it's 2022. Yeah, I, still I doing still, it. still see a therapist and yeah. it's beneficial every single time. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, keeping it within you is toxic. Yeah. You have to get it you. out. Yes. Yeah. You have to just have to share that. It's just, it's so helpful to not just yourself, but to other people. I think you get to a point in your life where you're like, I am worth more to spend the rest of my life with this secret Mm -hmm. when I could tell someone, and yes, it may be hard and difficult and challenging, but there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. And then I get to live the rest of my life here on earth doing it the way that I want and the way that I feel, you know, how I want my life or how God wants me to live my life. And I, sometimes it astonishes me how people literally go their whole life without trying to heal or improve themselves because they don't know how. Yeah. And then they think it's too late and they're like, well, whatever. But like 
for me personally, I'm like, I'm not going to live the rest of my life miserable. Yes. I'm not. Hey, Purpose Pleasers. I recently tried out a brand new business in Fort Smith, and I am so excited to share it with you. It's called Natural Drip, located at 3123 South 66th Street in Fort Smith, Arkansas. This is the one and only natural IV nutrition and hydration provider in the River Valley area, and it is helping so many people. Everyone can benefit from natural IV, and it is extremely helpful for chronic illness, fatigue, sickness, dehydration, and so much more. They have several IV drips to choose from. I personally picked the Get Up and Go IV bag that is full of B vitamins, glutamine, lysine, and a bunch of other words I can't pronounce. It's only been five days since my IV and I can tell a huge difference in my sleep and I can also tell that my appetite has decreased. The process was so relaxing. I sat in a comfortable lounge chair and had a warm neck pillow to sit back in. It was awesome. What most people won't tell you is that even the healthiest athlete on the planet is probably not receiving high quality nutrients due to our nutrient depletion in the earth's soil and foods. Natural Drip fills you with nutrients and hydration, exactly what our bodies were designed to receive. Packages start at $100, buy five and get 10% off of your total, or buy 10 and receive 20% off of your total. Natural Drip also provides private parties. The staff is so incredibly kind and I can see that they genuinely want our community to feel their best. The easiest way to find more information or to book your IV Drip is through Facebook. Find them at facebook.com slash natural drip IV to book your appointment today. I Sometimes it astonishes me how people literally go their whole life without trying to heal or improve themselves because they don't know how. Yeah. And then they think it's too late and they're like, well, whatever. But like for me personally, I'm like, I'm not going to live the rest of my life miserable. Yes. I'm not. I'm going to try and heal and fix every little thing that is holding me back and holding other people back. It's just crazy. The mindset that changes when you, Oh, I, I love self-help everything. I've read <laughs> so many books. I listen to podcasts and uh-huh. just everything. And I just, I, I think it's also not average to have somebody who wants to improve them and, and can look at themselves and say, okay, this is what's wrong with me. And I accept that I, I'm the one that has a problem and I need to fix that. Right. Um, again, even in marriages, friendships, yep. whatever, if you have people that are like, this is just who I am and this is how I'm going to be. Oh, I can't stand I, that. Yeah, I can't either. It's I, one of my no. biggest, one of my biggest pet peeves. Yes, I agree. Um, no, go and be better because not just be better for you and be better for your spouse and your friends and your kids and, and everybody so um, that you stop that, that break cycle. That cycle. Trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, it, it can come out in everything, emotional and psychological and things that you're dealing with come out. That's absolutely ways that right. Affect other people. That's very true. For those that are listening that, um, may have dealt with some, uh, assault, even if it wasn't sexual in their past from someone that was close to them or just in general, and they haven't spoken out about it. What are some next steps they could take? I would just say, find find your person, find that person that you can sit down with and you can tell your story to and, and get it out there for that first time and then have that person help you 
get get a, if it's a therapist, if it's somebody at your church, if it's right. your husband, if it just literally say it, yeah. just say it. That is absolutely the first step. And once you do it the first time, you, yeah. the, the relief that yeah. you have that it's you're crazy. not just holding on to that. Is phenomenal. And just because you tell one person doesn't mean that you have to tell the world. You don't have to tell the world. If you feel led to tell the world, absolutely do it. And don't be ashamed of it because it is you didn't do anything wrong. And you don't have to protect that person. There is absolutely nothing that that causes you to have to protect that person. That person made choices and they have to deal with those consequences of those choices. And you do not have to protect them. God will take care of you. Absolutely. How was your, how was your relationship with Jesus before and how is it now? I've always had a relationship with Jesus. I think that before that it was just more of a really protectant, I hate to say like side element, but um, as a child, I went to church and I was involved in church, but I think because of the abuse, it kind of disconnected me from that. But knowing now and looking back, I absolutely know he was there. Now I know him. He's there every single day in my life. I'm talking to him every single day. Like I said, he he's my best friend and yeah. um, that's strong. I have struggled off and on with um, organized religion. I've had several just episodes right. in my life. Um, so I'm involved in church, but not um, heavily. With your arms stretched out kind of far. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. I'm here, but. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's okay. Yeah. And I hope that that changes. Yeah. Uh, one day that I yeah. can, uh, move you can past trust that. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people deal with that. A lot of people where they want to be in fellowship with people. And that's really the most important part. Yeah. It's just a, the church is the body of Christ. It's not just a building with all these things in it. It's really, if I, even if I wasn't a part of a church, I would have to be a part of something, yeah. a part of, fellowship where I meet with people ever so often to talk about God and to talk about where I am in my relationship with him. Because if I didn't, I would lose that connection. You oh yeah. Know, it's over regenerating time. Yeah. or re-energizing or something like when you sit down and you have those conversations and you actually talk about you right. know, your feelings or your connection and you kind of reestablish that of like, oh yeah, right. I have this great asset in my life that is there yeah. for me always and can always refill my cup. Right. And and it's just we lose that sometimes when we don't have those conversations. Right. So, yeah. What would be something you would want to leave with our listeners? Like I said earlier, maybe listeners that have dealt with past abuse and they don't talk about it or have told anyone what would just be one thing that you'd want to leave with them? Just knowing that, um, again, it's it's not your fault and it's not your burden to bear. Yeah. Everyone has to kind of deal with their own aspect of that or their own part of it. I struggled with a long time telling my story because I was afraid it would hurt other people, um, that they would feel attacked or that they would feel judged because 
they were a part of my story and maybe didn't do something that they felt now they should have done or didn't recognize something. And I don't want people to feel that way. However, I do want people to be aware, to look for signs, to, to step out. And if they do feel like something's not quite right, to do something or tell somebody something, just don't believe for a moment that because you know someone, they're not capable of doing evil things. And I think that's probably my biggest thing. And it took me a long time to be able to truly trust anyone. Um, and I would even say now the only person that I like fully trust is my husband. Like it, it's to that extent of like trust is really, really hard when people close to you have hurt you. But you know, it, it anybody can do evil things. And I think that that's so important because so many people have this thought process of this person would never do this. That person would never do that. I don't believe you because I know this person, but you don't. I didn't ask you this beforehand with our notes or anything, but I have a lot of moms that listen. So for someone that has like young children, one thing that I have learned over time is that, you know, of course, have open communication with your children. So important. Yeah. And also I've learned that something that I have been trying to kind of instill in my son is like your, your private area is yours and you can tell anyone that they cannot like even an adult, even someone that's part of our family, you can tell them no and go away and you can tell us any, absolutely anything. And also like use certain words for your parts instead of like the words that we jokingly use. Yes. Like to actually use the scientific biological word for the, for that part, because that kind of the person that it might be trying to assault them. If they hear that word, it, kind of clicks of like, oh, someone has been talking to them about this. Yeah. Someone has been preparing them about this. I need to go away. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've learned recently. So for parents that are out there, what's something, you know, that we could also kind of leave with them uh, to protect their children from even people within their family? You know, a hundred percent open communication from the very beginning with my kids. I've always been very clear that that their body is their body and that they have total control over what goes on with it. And if anybody ever did anything or said anything to make them feel uncomfortable, that they should absolutely tell me about it, that it's not a bad thing to tell me. It may not be a big deal, but if they are uncomfortable, then they should let me know so that I can make sure that they're, they're not in those situations because things can happen that aren't necessarily abuse or whatever, but that can make your child feel uncomfortable. And if they know that they can share that with you and that you'll talk to them and you'll have a conversation that you're not going to freak out and lose your mind. The worst, absolute 1000% worst thing that you can do if your child comes to you and tells you something is to react in a uh, extreme manner, no matter what that might be, because then they, they won't tell you because they don't want to hurt you or they don't want to upset you or they don't want to do these things. Keep your composure. Now you're going to have a hard time and to be 
have emotions in front of your child is absolutely okay. But to remain as calm as possible and get information in a calm and, and logical manner of just having a conversation instead of interrogating your child, because it's what it, it kind of ends up being because you're so concerned and you just want the information, but you're dealing with a child who maybe this isn't a big deal. Maybe it's just some something that happened that that's not necessarily how they're viewing it, but you want to be calm as you can and get the information and get a full picture right. and then talk to the the person, the other person that's involved and get a full accounting and, and understand it and then explain, we're not going to do this anymore. I don't, you know, th- this is what I understand about the situation and just being open and being willing to confront that person. And again, you don't need to attack or uh, condemn or whatever that person of like, hey, my child came to me. This is what they said. Can you tell me what happened? And getting the full story because you don't want to go around every time, right? You know, right. something happens and right. and <laughs> you know, call somebody out for being a pedophile or a sex offender right. or whatever, just because something happened. But you absolutely want to know the whole story, and you absolutely want your child to know that you will investigate their information and that you will take action as needed, and that they are protected and that they don't have to be fearful of telling you. Right. And just watching for behavior changes investigating those behavior changes and understanding why they're happening. A lot of things get pushed off, I think, for ADHD or for, for attention-seeking behavior yeah. um, has has a, a different uh, thing that's happening that, that we're not True. looking into because we're like, oh, well, they're just hyperactive. Right. You know. <laughs> right. That's just how they're, yeah. just how they are. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. I've never thought about that either. So last question, what is your purpose? Picturing Purpose is now offering commercial advertisement spots. Right now, I will only be accepting local Arkansas or Oklahoma businesses. It's best if I have personally experienced your product or service so I can share why I love your business to my podcast audience. Please email me at picturingpurposepodcast at gmail.com for pricing. As the podcast continues to grow, our advertisement space is at an affordable rate. Don't hesitate to reach out. So last question, what is your purpose? You know, originally when I was really kind of investigating, like, what does God want me to do with my life? Because I know that we're all here for, for a reason and we have something to do. And I just, you know, it was all about how do I protect kids? That, that's what I'm here for. I, I, I need to be the person that, that protects them. And through CASA, it's been so great to, to do that and to be helpful to kids. But I think that that is, that's switching a little bit for me to just helping adults overcome that. And, and not that I don't want to protect children. I absolutely everything that I can do to protect children. But I think that a lot of that comes from healing adults and informing adults and educating adults, not only to heal themselves, to prevent someone even having the ability to come in and and make that relationship with your child where they can access them and just healing your person. And and so that that cycle of trauma doesn't continue. I mean, again, you can, you know, not necessarily because you're sexually abused, are you going to sexually abuse your child? Now that does happen. Or you, you know, sexually abuse other children, not necessarily your child, but also just the emotional trauma and everything that you can actually end up with psychological abuse and emotional abuse and all of that passing on to your children. 
because you're just not aware that that you're doing that yes. because of your trauma right. and, a, and, a, and just awareness and, and understanding ourselves and, and doing that hard work with therapy to overcome and be better. And I think one of the best things I'm, I'm good at is just being like, man, three years ago, I, I, I did these things and, and I don't like that. Or whatever, and I'm, I didn't do anything three years ago. But you know, self reflection. Yeah, I can say like the person that I was at certain different times in my life. I don't like that person, and I don't like that I was that person. Right. But again, I'm not that person now, and I can't change what I've done in the past. But I can absolutely try to remedy it so that it right. doesn't continue to happen. Right, right. And if apologies need to be made to people in my past, like do let me do whatever I can to you know, heal that part for them. And, you know, even if they don't accept it or, you know, don't do anything with it, at least I have said my part. That's my responsibility. I'm not responsible for what they say or what they don't accept. That was one thing that I wanted to point on was most of the time, which you can probably agree with me, that people that have dealt with abuse in their past you know, they've kind of had a rough life too, where they've mm-hmm. probably hurt people in their life because of their trauma and not like develop, well, not like having a place to heal their emotional trauma and things like that. And so sometimes they can take it out on friendships or, Absolutely. you know, like, um, or th- maybe their kids or take it out on anything really in their life. And it's not, you haven't done so much hurt that you can't come back from that. I think a lot of people don't want to open up that wound of what they dealt with as a child because they're like, well, I've hurt a lot of people too mm-hmm. because of this. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want to air that out. Like I'm just as bad as yeah. that person that hurt me. So sometimes people hide behind that mask of like, I'm not going to heal myself because I'm not worthy of it. Right. But you're really just continuing that cycle of hurt for other people. And so the best thing that you can do is accept it, acknowledge it, own it, and then grow from it. I mean, just like forgiving and blah, blah, blah. I I don't know that I can say that I, I have, or that I could truly ever fully 100% forgive my step father right. for everything uh in my childhood but i do i've done enough research and classes and courses to understand that there's reasons that he did what he did it doesn't make it okay when we hurt people it doesn't matter why we did it it's, right. they're still hurt and so you could have the best of intentions and hurt someone and still need to apologize for that and still That's need right. to own that That's and right. so for me, I know, I know he had a terrible childhood and I know that there were tons of things that happened in his childhood that were awful and should have never happened. And a child should never have to go through that. And it does break a person's psyche and it does develop things that they, they don't think on logical terms or they make decisions that are not good. And that's okay. We're all human and we all make mistakes but you are responsible for it. You are responsible for every single trauma that you cause, even if it was unintentional. That's right. And I think owning that and knowing that and, and learning that. And again, like you said, 
even if you go and you apologize to someone and they don't take it, they don't accept it. It doesn't matter because you've done what you can do. That's right. And then they're responsible from that point. Right. If they want to hold on to that negativity. But I'm not angry. I'm not even really sad anymore. For me, I'm still kind of sad sometimes for childhood Katrina. Right. Um, So, you know, that like separate entity. Yeah, Um, you can grieve that that childhood that you missed. Yeah. 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 Mm. But again, that just kind of pushes me to try to do everything that I can for, for my kids to like, you know, and my kids will grow up and have different things that they're like, Oh, my mom was so crazy. She right. didn't just go anywhere. She didn't let us spend the night with her friends because, you know, and so there's right. going to be things from my trauma right. that carry over, even though I'm trying so hard to overcome it. And that's, that's okay too, because yeah. we're all human. And all we can do is our best. And when they grow up and they have those things that, you know, maybe they're 30 years old and they're like, mom, dad, like, I wish you would have maybe done this differently. You're going to be in a mature state of mind where you're going to go, you know what? Let me think on that and get back to you. And like, you know, like I'm validating your feelings, but, you know, let me let me think on this and, and get back to you on it, because I do want to validate that, you know, maybe what I did was wrong and take ownership of that. And, I, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Instead of being like, no way. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, uh, you know, I put food on your table and a roof over your head. I did everything for you and gave up everything for yeah. you. And you're just unappreciative and spoiled. Yeah. And yeah no. And it's like, like, you chose to have me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you chose to have children. Like, it's not my responsibility to, you know. Yes. But. Yes. It, it's it's kind of life-changing to to be able to be in a place where you can talk about it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. and yeah. yeah, actually, another TikTok uh, <laughs> watched the other night about uh, this girl was like, you know, I've been in therapy for a couple years now. She was younger and she was like, I have sometimes I'll go to my mom and I'll kind of tell her like some of the things that I'm learning in therapy and like the things that I'm learning how to cope with differently. And her mom was just kind of like, wow, like I. I kind of get therapy through you hearing all of these things. And her daughter stopped for a second. She's like, mom, did you not think that like the things that were going on in your life, like you didn't deserve to be treated that way or you didn't deserve all these things to happen to you and like, let me try and make a better life for myself. And her mom was like, I honestly didn't even acknowledge the fact that I, that that was wrong. Yeah. Or that that was something that I could change. Because now that I'm watching my daughter go through this, I'm like, wait, I could have spoke up for myself. Like, oh, I could have I could have done this and I could have told someone this and worked on this. It's the fact that that generation like has no idea that they were abused or. They, that they have trauma. the right to talk about it, that they that they can say something that they yeah, that 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 wasn't OK. Yeah. The way that they were treated because, because they it was were so normal. Well, and they were them. raised to think that, like, you just need to kiss the hand that feeds you. you. But really, you chose to have me. I did not choose to be here like you chose for me to be here. Yeah. And it. 
that generation, I some I just feel so bad for them sometimes from the things that I hear. Yeah. Just different people in my life. Um, not getting specific here, but you know that in the, from the older generation that I talk to, it's just like when I try to validate something that was abuse from their childhood, they don't recognize it as abuse. Like they're like, well, uh, well, I stopped doing that. Didn't I? I didn't. I learned my lesson. Didn't I? Like I deserved that. Didn't I? And it's like, no, no, you you didn't deserve that. That was child abuse. Yeah. Like that's, that's not healthy. Yeah. And and then they get into this thing. Well, well, y'all are just trying to, this younger generation just trying to victimize everybody and, and make everybody feel bad for yeah. how they are. And it's like, no, we're not. We want you to go to therapy. We want you to heal and <laughs> you're not, be happy yeah. and healthy. And, and yes, yeah, absolutely. You're not too old to go to therapy. No. Don't let people lie to you. <laughs> no, no. You know, it's funny because I've always been very vocal about my therapy. Like, I know that there are people that are ashamed of it. They don't want people to know that they go to therapy. Right. And I've always been just like super, oh, yeah, I see a therapist. Yeah. yeah trust me. <laughs> me too. Um, and so, you know, I, I, at one point I had a church a friend reach out to me and, and she's like, you know, I'm going through all of these things and I, uh, I know that you talk about therapy a lot and I've been considering it, but I grew up in a household that doesn't believe in therapy and essentially right. believes that if you think that you need a therapist, that you're just not close enough with God or you're just not praying enough or you're just not praying right because God is everything that you need. And yes, he is, but God put therapists here yeah. to help us. Yeah. So going, uh, you know, like, so just that, that's crazy insanity to me to think that somebody would say you're not christian if you need a therapist (laughs) you do yeah i mean it is (laughs) and they do too yeah and i mean it's scriptural that the lord wants us to speak and to talk to people yeah that's like one of the actually i read something this morning in my bible study let me pull it up really quick so this was I think after Jesus was like with the Pharisees and they were like, why don't you, why don't you wash your hands traditionally before you eat? And like talking about all these religious traditions and he was just kind of speaking out about that. He said, uh, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand what goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. And like literally words that we speak, it's kind of like when people are in a depressive state. And I I mean, I will speak personally that like I go through depressive episodes too, where at the end of the few days, I'm like, how am I going to get myself out of this? Like, and I've been praying, but it's like internally. Mm-hmm. But when I start speaking and I start speaking scripture out and I tell somebody my burden, yes. that release is like, I mean, it's literally scriptural that like we need to speak. There's another scripture, something about, I, I might have to insert it here, <laughs> talking about how like, you know, when you're speaking scripture, it like falls on your ears versus like, not saying that you shouldn't pray quietly to yourself sometimes, but like actually speaking it out loud does so much good. Yeah. And anyway, that's well, kind of what I wanted to say. But I think that 
in saying that, like it's the same way with sharing your trauma or your stories or your negativity or whatever, and that you need people to be able to speak those words because once you say them, it's like accepting them. And so it doesn't really matter who you're sharing them with, but it goes with the same if you're speaking negative words how much that affects other people too. And so being aware of just how much verbal interaction can mean positive or negative. Um, You know, there's, you know, people, once you say something, you can't take it back and and your words will stick with people and how you make them feel will stick with them. And just kind of that awareness of like, and we've all been in places or, or in situations where we're mad and we're saying stuff and and as soon as we calm down we think oh I shouldn't have said, I shouldn't that. Have said that yeah because you can't it did, take it back because it didn't come from god no yeah it's just crazy to me that's what i'm learning right now it's crazy that we're talking about this right now is that speaking it is something that he wants us to do especially if you're just kind of in a pit and you need to get out of it. Words of affirmation. Just yeah. Like, it's literally like wake up and tell yourself that you're awesome and that you're yes. going to do awesome things today. And today's going to be great. And it yep. will change your day. Yeah. It, it, it's insane. And when you're <laughs> in a bad mood and you're saying, oh, I just feel awful. And oh, this, this and that. And I just, I can't seem to get myself out of this funk. And I'm just not, I'm just going to be sad today. Yeah. You remain sad that whole day you remain dark that whole day because you've spoken it out loud but when you change those words to positive words of like you know what it's been rough but today's going to be a better day i have the lord with me i speak scripture like my favorite is delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart and so sometimes i just have to speak that one because it's the easiest one for me to memorize in my head (laughs) or you know my yoke is easy and my burden is light because you know, something that one of our, the pastors that comes on here often, my friend Joel, he, he'll he say like, I can't stand when people are like, man, being a Christian's hard. Being a Christian is, is really difficult because yes, there are, we have a lot of difficult situations that come up. We get attacked easier, yeah. um, but man, it, he says, my burden, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. But if you live in God's spirit and God's life, his light, and you're in just in constant presence with him. Life is easy. Because those those bad things are small. Right. Because you know that they don't really matter in the That's end. Right. That's right. And, and having that, I, I can't imagine uh, going through everything just, I mean, besides childhood, as an adult, just right. every little thing of like right. hardships and, and whatever and, and not having God to be like, eh. He's going to take care of it. Yeah, yeah. You're good. I got you. It grows your faith. Yeah. But Completely. I think, you know, when you said... <sighs> You hit a key there of like, you know, when you're you're trying to change your day of like, hey, things have been rough. And acknowledging that I think is key too, of like, hey, you know what? It's raining today and we were supposed to have a wedding, you shoot a yeah. wedding and and accepting, yes, there is this bad thing or this this negative thing or whatever. Right. Um, accepting that, but then saying, but I can change it. It right. can be different, it can be good. Just because this one small thing happened does not mean that my whole day or my whole week or year or life or whatever is bad because this one thing yeah, happened. Don't allow the enemy to steal your joy. Absolutely. For sure. And the, the quicker you can move past it and get over it, the better. Yeah. So like, I, I, and even just 
It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how long it's been since you experienced whatever. Start now. Yeah. Because you can still have everything that you were destined to have. That's right. Just start now, whatever it is. That's good. They say, you know, I think on diets or something, they'll say, you know, in, in 10 days, you'll wish you started this a year ago or whatever. You know, once you start something, you're like, yes. oh, I wish I would have done this so much sooner because it's just so much better. Yes. Uh, but it's scary. It's scary to change and have things. Yeah. Be change is very scary. Yeah. All right. I think we did good. I think <laughs> I think we we kind of hit everything and we of course we got off subject, but that's kind of common here uh, if you've listened to the me. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes a little things a little interesting, you know? Yeah. Okay, Katrina. Well, thank you for coming and thank you for sharing your story. I know that that's not always easy to do, especially when you have family and, you know, relatives and people that are in your life. And it's, it's not always the easiest thing to put your story out there. So thank you. Yeah. I'm just glad God showed me a way to not have me on a stage in front of a ton of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for leading me here. <laughs> yes. I'm glad he led you here. All right. Thanks, Katrina. We will talk to you later. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like more information on this podcast, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Picturing Purpose Podcast. Find us on Anchor as well as every major streaming service. If you are excited for this journey and want to see this podcast thrive, there are many ways you can help. The most simple thing you can do is by leaving a five-star review on your streaming service of choice. Reviews help podcasts so much. Another easy thing, anytime you see a post from the Picturing Purpose Podcast social media pages, please comment, like, and share. This generates a bigger audience and brings more listeners. You never know, one of your friends may need to hear an encouraging word. I need daily motivation myself. Last, but definitely not least, if you want to see this podcast fulfill its purpose, your donations are incredibly appreciated. Keeping the podcast up and running is an extra cost I have taken on and will continue to do as needed. I know that God will always provide because this podcast is His. Not only will donations go to the making of the podcast, but Picturing Purpose will be blessing a portion of its monthly earnings to people in need. Whatever God puts on my heart is where the money will go. There is no donation too small, and you can also set up reoccurring payments. Even $5 a month would be super helpful. If you are unable to donate, your prayers are powerful. Please pray for this podcast and that it continues to serve its purpose and spread the love of Christ. Our hope is that Picturing Purpose is an encouragement to anyone that needs it and that we create strong, confident, and motivated disciples. Thank you for your support.